0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to today's first guest, Kim Todd Kentod Ken Todd, how are you, sir?
1: Hey Jay, how you doing? I'm doing well.
0: How is your first day uh, days of isolation treating you?
1: Um, you know, I've had a lot of time for some self uh, self looking at and <laughs> and uh, educating myself. It's been it's been interesting, AJ, to say the least. It's been interesting. But I moved from New York City, so I kind of I don't have any idea. How weird that would be! I moved upstate, so I'm in a different location now, and it's a peaceful orchard. It's it's beauty, uh, all just you know, outside. Which I I suppose I don't know. I I suppose I can't go anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. So uh, by way of introduction, I'm sure everyone's getting a, a nice, vivid picture of your life. But uh, why don't you tell everybody what you used to do when we used to have jobs?
1: Uh, yeah. So I work in IT and. Uh, I, I do, you know, technological support, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, actually you can do that from home, which isn't, which is great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that cheery note, uh, (laughs) you're not going to be here by yourself. I'm sure you're happy about that. You don't have to carry the whole show. No, you have uh, somebody to battle off with today. So let us first meet our other guest, Sarah Colori. Sarah, how are you?
2: I am alive and spending my days trying not to, to panic and, you know, buy massive amounts of crap on Amazon. How are you? <laughs> I'm
0: doing okay. I am doing okay. Uh, yeah, my town, uh, it's, it's amazing. You go into the, the local grocery store and uh, half of the aisles are empty and the rest have the food on them, which I don't quite understand how that works. <laughs> And yet, here we are. You know, there's perfectly fine canned vegetables over here, people. And there's perfectly fine fresh vegetables over there. Why, you got to have all the toilet paper?
1: Mm. I'm telling you, AJ, they're really trying to make sure we don't shake hands.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You, sir, do not have to worry about that. I will not be shaking (laughs) your (laughs) hands. Uh, Sarah, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you used to do when you did the things you did.
2: Oh, I, I still do them. I am a physics professor and we are online, so I still have a job. It's just a little more complicated since I'm currently teaching a lab class. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my next few weeks over an extended spring break, will be figuring out how to get a senior physics lab to... Be in the spirit of an online class or vice versa?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of classes that uh, kind of uh, run the gamut, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out how the uh, things like shop class are going to, you know, oh, we we do auto repair. Uh, Well, I. I,
2: uh... I should just send them all the article about the Boy Scout who built uh, like a nuclear reactor in his garage and be like, have fun, that's your senior project.
0: <laughs> I- I'm wondering where are all the chemistry teachers out there saying, so, okay, your project is to find a damn cure. <laughs> <laughs> I thank both of you for taking... Uh time out of your not as busy schedule but yeah still still some of us are trying to to keep normalcy and we're going to try and keep normalcy here uh by playing a little beat my other guest it's very simple it is a head-to-head competition Kintad will be battling it out against Sarah you at home can choose sides pick the one you want to root for root against you can answer all the questions yourself see if you can just beat them both senseless fine by me uh we're flexible Uh, We're going to have two rounds, ten questions each. Each round has its theme to it. You get one point for getting a question right. If the other person misses it, you have a chance to steal. Round one, one bonus question. Round two, two bonus questions. And at the end, we'll have our catch-up catch-all to see who's going to come out ahead of this head-to-head competition. Any questions? Contestants. No, let's do it.
2: Yeah, I'm ready. Not really, but sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh the enthusiasm abounds. Round one, folks. Ten questions in a category I am calling no social distancing required. <laughs> folks, these are ten questions about fictional diseases and maladies that have affected people in books, movies, and television. Pop culture diseases. I figure, why not? embrace lean into the curve sarah you're up first pick a category one through ten a question in this category
2: uh oh god let's just go with five because why not
0: why not indeed a question five and sarah well picked pew 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 pew. you have hit the bonus question right out of the gate i'm sorry katad no bonus for you but you might have a chance to steal here is your question sarah it is believed that the Solenum virus originated in China, only to spread quickly around the world, causing a pandemic that pits man against man in the ensuing panic. What book is this?
2: Man against man in the ensuing panic. I was, I was really hoping this was a different disease. I, I'm not going to say what, but I had to study one in in biology in high school and I'm procrastinating on answering this right now because I'm not entirely sure it sounds so familiar and if I guess wrong the moment you say the right answer I'm gonna be like yeah that was in my brain man against man is making me think like something with zombies or um like Stephen King because I'm thinking the stand, but I don't like the stand, which was like post-apocalyptic, but I don't remember if that was disease. I'm talking too much for the fast version. Um, just because I don't know, let's go with something zombie-like and say 28 Days Later.
0: 28 Days Later. Pretty good guess. Not a correct answer. Can, Todd, can you steal?
1: Uh, AJ, let me think about it for a moment. I believe I know exactly what this is. I know exactly what this is. This is from a a, a book, and uh, that book would be... Um, oh. Uh, uh, oh, it was just in my head, and it just went out of my head. <laughs> I, w- I had a book I was going to say, um, but I don't remember what it, it is, so I'm just going to say... Uh,
0: the January Man. The January Man. No, I, that was a uh, that was a Kevin Klein film about yeah. uh, catching a killer. <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> I, I, I knew that phrase was wrong, but you know, let's go with it.
0: Yeah. Well, Sarah, you were very, very close. It is about zombies. I did say it pits man against. Oh, man. yeah. That was a hint to Brad Pitt, who starred in the movie adaptation of World War Z. World War Z. I
2: definitely read that when it first
1: came out. Yeah, Max Brooks. That was... I read that, too. Max Brooks,
0: (laughs) who his father says, go home and stop making YouTube videos outside of my house. Uh, Yeah, very prescient that the uh, virus that uh, stops all of society would originate in China. But unfortunately, uh, neither of you get that point, but there is a bonus to be had, and Sarah, you'll get first crack (laughs) at it for selecting it. Here is your bonus in The Walking Dead. During a visit to the CDC, we see a video of a test subject's MRI as they turn into a zombie. What was this test subject's code number?
2: Yeah, I've never seen The Walking Dead, so we're just going to call them zero for patient zero.
0: Patient zero. Not correct. Todd, can you steal?
1: Uh,
0: 19. 19. Any particular reason for that?
1: Uh, that was the average age of a combat vet in Vietnam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Hardcastle. Um,. Well, as it turns out, uh, they were prescient in World War Z by having the virus originate in China. They were prescient in The Walking Dead by having the virus BTS nineteen, much like COVID nineteen. Nineteen is the correct answer. <laughs> one point for Quesad. Yeah, there you the go. blind squirrel strikes again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sarah, I don't even know. Don't ask. That was, that was a good one. <laughs>
0: Todd is on the board, one nothing lead. It is your turn to make your first pick. No more bonuses, but uh, all numbers except for five still on the board, sir.
1: Let's go with lucky number seven.
0: Lucky number seven, and here we go. What was the name of the plague unleashed on the Marvel Universe by the chaos bringer known as Strife?
1: I'm trying to remember if it had... I-, I believe that was the mutant virus, but I don't remember if it had another name. I think this is what... Uh wiped out some of the mutants i'm just gonna say the mutant virus because i don't remember
0: mutant virus is not correct sarah can you steal
2: probably not um oh man i haven't i feel like so far all the questions are about pop culture i was into like (laughs) 10 or so years ago um so i don't remember any of it oh god i haven't followed marvel in a long long time um, uh, let's just go with something cool sounding and call it mutant death, because why not?
0: Why not indeed? I you mean, you're both on the right track there, because this is a virus that uh, attacked mutants and caused them to, uh, die, so, you know, hey, <laughs> kudos on that. Yeah, it looks like a lot of people from the Marvel Universe were dying, there was death involved, but this was actually called the legacy virus. <sighs> I'm not a comic book person, so I can't really speak to more than that. Sarah, I believe you are next up. So which number would you like to try?
2: Oh, God, we were two in, and I already forgot what numbers were picked. Let's go with uh, one.
0: (laughs) One, it is five and seven off the board. And now number one, joining those already asked questions. Sarah, a 2013 novel imagines a rogue scientist's quest to curb overpopulation by releasing an incurable virus that renders one-third of the population sterile. What is the name of this virus?
2: Ooh, um... Yeah, I I actually have no idea, so let's see if I can come up with something entertaining. Uh, Let's call it the Trojan virus.
0: Trojan virus. Uh, maybe that's a virus that leaves everybody a little hoarse, but <laughs> still able to breed. I don't know. Uh, can Todd, can you steal? Uh,
1: no, but I'm going to give a guess anyway. I'm going to say uh, the Limbaugh virus.
0: The Limbaugh virus. <laughs> well, I'm not going to rush you into coming up with a better answer than that. Uh, no, no. This was actually, believe it or not, the plot of... Of Dan Brown's uh, book in the series of books that involve Robert Langdon, who, of course, was played by the coronavirus-infected Aww. Tom Hanks. Uh, he's, he's doing better. He's doing better. At least at the time of this recording, he's doing better. Uh, and the name of the book was also the name of the virus. It is called Inferno.
2: How do viruses have anything to do with symbols? That's a reach. It seems like a reach.
0: Well, because they were, there was a map as to where they were going to release the virus, and he had the, and he did, fa fa fa, fa fa yeah, it's it's really, it's I've seen escape rooms with better plots than Dan Brown novels. Uh, <laughs> the novelty wore off after Da Vinci. Absolutely, uh, we're going to move along here. Can Todd? You are up. You are up one to nothing, and you are up to pick the next question.
1: All right, uh, let's try number ten.
0: Number 10. Good luck. Spattergroit. S-P-A-T-T-E-R-G-R-O-I-T. Spattergroit is a disease that covers the victim in purple pustules and renders them unable to speak. Much like Kintad looks right now, (laughs) unable to speak. (laughs) This is why it was used as an explanation for what character not returning to school for their final year.
1: Uh, well, just because it's schools and years, I'm gonna go with, uh, what's probably the obvious trap answer to this question, but I, uh, and I don't remember it if this is the answer, but, uh, sure, why not? Let's go with Harry Potter. Harry
0: Potter, not correct. Sarah, can you steal?
2: Oh, God, that sounds, that sounds very... Very good. And I want to ooh. Um I'm going to go off that and pick one of the other two main characters. It'll probably be Ron. Let's go with uh, Ron Weasley.
0: Ron Weasley is correct for oh, the yeah. well done. Right. Uh intellectual property there, Kentad. Uh yes, uh, to explain the absence of of Ron as he went on uh, the quest for uh the horcruxes of voldemort as as a senior uh attendance is mandatory and of course harry potter was expelled so he didn't need an excuse the weasley family uh gave their house ghoul a little bout of the spattergroit and uh made him look like ron and no one would come close because it was very very contagious and uh, sounds awful yeah wow <laughs> excellent steal Uh, You have tied the game at one, Sarah, and you will get to get the next question asked of you. What number would you like? Nine. Nine is certainly available. Here it is. Sarah, this disease, which tends to only infect young children, can typically be immunized against with an injection administered in a particular geometric pattern. What is it?
2: My guess is that like the geometric it's some type of shape that is probably in the title of whatever answer you're looking for um, tri- I'm trying to think triangle circle square my two-year- old is learning all the shapes right now so I'm like if I say enough maybe something will ping in my brain Let's go with I yeah nothing nothing is is coming that seems like it's a reasonable answer for me. So let's go with Pentagon, because that's – no, I keep saying why not. I guess that's my motto for answers that I just don't like. Here is something that seems vaguely like it might be in the correct ballpark.
0: Uh, Pentagon, why not? Well, because it's not the right answer. (laughs) Why not? Todd, can you steal?
1: Okay, so what is the disease? I I feel like I have this on the tip of my tongue, and it's a word that begins with the letter T – but I can't remember what it is. So I'm going to go with just something else, but I know it's the thing that I'm thinking of that starts with a T, but I can't think of it. But I'm going to say uh, something that doesn't start with a T. I'm going to say rubella.
0: True Bella is your answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, we are talking about fictional diseases, and rubella oh, is a real disease. That's, that's um, true.
2: Not according to certain corners of the internet, I bet.
0: Well, Jenny McCarthy aside, um, and I often want to keep Jenny McCarthy way way to the side. Uh, Yes. No, this. The geometric pattern in question would be a dot followed by a dot followed by a circle followed by a dot. Now you have the cootie shot. It is the cooties.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lord.
0: I, <laughs> I, home I, I ago, like guy.
2: that. I like that so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an imaginary disease. <laughs> it fits the category. Uh, Still tied one to one. Kintad, you're up.
1: Okay. Uh, we'll go with the number six.
0: Number six. Here is your question. Speaking of rubella in some way, shape, or form, uh-huh. a mutation of the measles. <laughs> created by Dr. Alice Crippen in the hopes that it would cure cancer, ends up instead killing 5.4 billion people. In what movie?
1: Huh. I don't know, so I'm going to put out a guess and uh, hopefully get it right, because I I probably haven't... Maybe I've seen this movie, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Contagion
0: contagion is not correct Sarah can you steal
2: no a bunch of this sounds so familiar um, but probably not um, measles that kills a whole bunch of people uh, yeah I have no idea let's just say let's just go with. let's say they made zombies again and go with 28 days later
0: 28 days days later is your answer uh no in 28 days later uh <laughs> and i will tell you the answer uh i'll tell you this because it's clearly not going to be an answer later in the quiz 28 days later it was called the rage virus it was
2: oh just, yeah um,
0: however uh dr alice crippen played uh in the movie very briefly by emma thompson in an uncredited role because she only appeared on a video these old old news reports that will smith continued to watch years after the crisis began in i am legend
2: thank you for telling me 28 days later is not still on here i was going to use those default answer for anything i didn't (laughs) know
0: uh it helps that i can read the answers and see nothing else involves guessing a uh, intellectual property so we're good Uh, well, Sarah, you are up. The score is still one to one. Uh, let's see if you can be a legend for the next four questions. Sarah, which one would you like? We have two, three, four, and eight. Go a two. Two it is. Rather than simply wait out the plague in isolation, Prince Prospero instead invites all of the wealthy people he knows to a party. What story is this?
2: Um, is this one... Okay, because something made me look this up on Wikipedia. It, I think this is the Mask of the Red Death.
0: The Mask of the Red Death. A mask, in this case, not being something you wear, but a ball that you uh, attend, a masquerade ball. Uh, they did wear masks, and uh, they all got the plague and died. It just goes to show, social distancing pays off, at least in the world of Edgar Allan Poe. Mask of the Red Death is correct. One point for you. Well done. Sarah, you've taken the lead. Two to one. Good job. And Kentod, you are up three, four, or eight.
1: Uh, Let's go with eight.
0: Eight it is. Kentod, David Shannon wrote a kids book about Camilla Cream who comes down with a bad case of the stripes. What is the only cure? (laughs)
1: Oh, yes. Um, Camilla Cream (laughs) came down with the stripes. Oh, AJ. It's amazing how, even if you change the format, (laughs) uh, how many of these questions I cannot answer. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Camilla Cream sounds very... Uh, it could be, let's face it, it could be any kid's book over the whole gamut of children's literature, as far as I know. Uh, it's not familiar to me at all, so I'm going to say the cure is uh, uh, orange soda.
0: Orange soda. Tasty, but not the cure for the stripes. Sarah, can you steal?
2: Is this one of those books that she's faking it and there's, like, a horrible cure, but the real cure is just take a bath because she put them on to skip school? Let's go take a bath.
0: Um, No, that is absolutely not what happened in this case. How dare you (laughs) impugn Camilla Cream, blind that she is not actually ill? My goodness. No, um, this book called... Bad case of the stripes. I mean, it's right there in the question. wasn't trying to hide the title of the book. Uh, Yeah, Camillo is a little bit different and a little bit uh, odd, and uh, she suddenly breaks out in rainbow stripes, and everyone makes fun of her. Uh, And it turns out, no, the only cure is not more cowbell. That would be for something else. Uh, The only cure here is for her to eat her lima beans.
2: There's another moral. Eat your vegetables.
0: Well, the thing is that Camilla likes lima beans, and she stops eating them because people are making fun of her for eating them. Uh, and she learns that you know just by being true to herself is the best way to be and to be healthy. So there, it, it is a moral, but not the moral is not a tricky moral to trick you into eating vegetables. It's only if you already had a predisposition to eating them.
1: Is this um, a relatively new children's book, or
0: I but seem now... to re- I don't know the actual publishing date, but I seem to recall it. Uh being around necessarily when I was a kid but I definitely recall it okay fair. Uh, yeah. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> yes I wrote it yesterday <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I am David Shannon uh, no. <laughs> Sarah you are up two to one okay. uh, you have the hammer as it were would you like question three or question four let's go with three three it is also known as Prince Garen's Curse. What fatal disease in Game of Thrones causes the skin to crack, flake, and feel like stone?
2: Uh, is that grayscale? It
0: is indeed grayscale. Well done. Yes, grayscale disease that but there, there is a cure, or at least. Uh, young young mr tarley found a cure it involved a lot of scraping like, ugh, ugh, yeah. ugh, ugh. but uh yeah yeah there's grayscale not pretty uh you are up three to one Todd? you have one question left to try and narrow that gap before we head into round two here is grayscale. your question
1: grayscale <laughs> <laughs> i knew that
0: one well, Yeah, yeah yeah no, a little late <laughs> on that one but, yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, the correct answer was 28 days later. No, <laughs> I tried. I
2: tried so many times.
0: Katad, okay. what was the nickname given to the virus in Stephen King's The Stand, which ends up killing all but 0.6% of the world's population?
1: Finally, AJ. One I've read and remember. I, I believe it was called Captain Trips
0: captain trips which is also an apt description of uh, what might happen when gavin mcleod got drunk on the set of the love boat <laughs> okay i reached a long way back for that uh, one a lot longer uh, than bad case of the stripes captain <laughs> trips is correct sir well done well remembered what do you what can i say i like low humor rob low humor anyway the stand two, three, four. Captain Trips it is. It is now three to two. Sarah, you have the lead. How are you feeling as we uh, finish round one?
2: Okay, so I'm really bummed you did not ask about the Motaba virus from Outbreak because uh, I'm so proud. I know that in senior year in high school, our biology teacher made us do like a project on what was real about that outbreak and like what was fake about the movie, and that one is like a, an obscure fact, and I like to share it whenever I can. And I didn't get to for points, but I will for your audience.
0: <laughs> she says, expecting me not to edit that out now. No, no, of course I'll leave that in. Absolutely. Hey, you know, we all have our things. Uh, Katad, how are you doing? Uh, down three to two.
1: Uh, You know what? I'm still in good spirits, AJ. I think, um, you know, we still have a whole other set of questions to go through. Anything can happen.
2: Yeah, we might get like m- more than a minimal number correct between <laughs> us.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but
0: <laughs> anything is possible. Uh, anything can happen. And it usually does. It's surprise day, folks. Here we go into round two. And Todd, you as the one who is behind, will get a chance to pick the first question and reminder to both of you there are two, two bonuses in round two. The category for round two, I think after all that disease and depression, let's let's look at something a little more pretty. This is called flower power. Flower power, every single question's answer. Will have something to do with flowers in the answer, though the questions themselves are not botany based. What number would you like to start us off, Kentad? You'll you guys will learn as you go.
1: Yeah, um, I'm so thrilled about this category, and uh, let me tiptoe to number two.
0: Tiptoe to number two. Number two. She played Whitley Gilbert an art history and French major. Okay,
1: I believe that is Jasmine Guy.
0: Jasmine Guy is your answer. It's a different world from where you come from. Kaboom, Kantad gets the kadim? One point for you and you've tied the game. Well done, Jasmine being the flower. In that answer, Sarah, you are up. Let's go with the uh, lucky number seven. Lucky Maybe. numbers, Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Portrayed a character known for saying one ringy dingy.
2: Uh, yeah. Um. No idea. Go with the uh, Rose McGowan.
0: Rose McGowan. Have a flower. Yeah, fine guess. Not correct. Can Todd, can you steal?
1: So I think this probably is maybe an age uh, showing <laughs> question. Like maybe if you're a little bit older, like I am, although uh, you, you're well familiar with this character. Um, that was Lily Tomlin.
0: Lily Tomlin is correct for the steal. Uh, she played a character named Ernestine who was a telephone operator and she would connect the uh, phone lines using those manual uh, plug, plug-in-place uh, little connectors and she'd go, one ringy-dingy. <laughs> Two ringy-dingy. <laughs> oh.
2: I'm learning things. I'm,
0: yeah. It, it, it's from a time. <laughs> yes,
1: that it is. That was from laughing. Was I that, believe so. yes. do that on that? Yeah. Yes, so. Indeed. Yeah.
0: Indeed. I'm well, old. who's laughing now? <laughs> if you can, Todd, you have taken the lead, four to three, and you are up with the next question.
1: Uh, okay, let's go for
0: number ten. Number ten. Uh, here is your question. Current varieties of this drink include cookies and cream. Classic French Vanilla, and Rich Milk Chocolate.
1: Cookies and Cream, Classic French Vanilla, and Milk Chocolate. Boy, I I should come up with that right off the bat. Um, But I'm trying to think of a a flower name. I don't want to tap out but I'm going to say something I don't think it is <laughs> at all. Uh, Ovaltine?
0: Ovaltine, the famous oval flower. Uh, no, that is not correct. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, can you potentially steal this one?
2: I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like the first two could have been a soda, and then milk chocolate is throwing me. Um, yeah, it definitely makes me think of like some type of Like juice box or milk drink, high C's not a soda. Um, no Hershey flour. I'm I'm just gonna say, it's not flour based. But let's go with it's some horrific version of root beer. Huh?
0: Uh, See See what uh, you did there? Yeah, I wouldn't uh. want to
2: drink chocolate root beer, but it's the first (laughs) botan-type drink that came to my mind. (laughs) No, this is a product
0: that now comes in a can, but in the old days it was just in powdered packets. It is called Carnation Breakfast Essentials. Carnation.
2: Oh, you mean like the stuff that's currently sitting in my cabinet that I forgot was in there?
0: Well, apparently so. It's good to know that you didn't... uh, you didn't get a little bit peckish and uh, stumble across the answer while you were, were playing the game. Yeah, so, that's, uh,
2: that's that's my emergency rations for when <laughs> the food runs out.
0: Uh, <laughs> here's a little tip. Don't put it in your root beer. All right. Well, no steal there, but that is certainly okay. Uh, I believe Sarah is up with the next question. Sarah, uh, Let's what? Let's do number one.
2: Number one and say it with me, folks. Pew, 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 pew.
0: Pew, 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 pew. This has a bonus attached.
2: Oh, boy, two chances to get things wrong.
0: Or maybe not. We shall see uh, your main question. 1999 film that features a scene where frogs fall out of the sky. Oh, at first I thought
2: Twister, but that's not a flower and it's cows, not frogs. Um,. It feels like another natural disaster movie in 1999. Or is it? Or is it something magical and not natural disasters? Um, Let's just go with Twister and hope there's a flower I don't know about.
0: Uh, you know, there's lots of flowers that I don't know about. Unfortunately, that is not <laughs> the correct answer there. Uh, can Todd potential steal?
1: Yeah. AJ, this... Movie, I definitely remember because it was one of the most WTF moments I've ever had at a movie. Uh, when it started raining frogs, uh, this was Magnolia.
2: I'd say definitely not old enough to see that to be allowed to see that then.
0: Yeah, but you're you're allowed to, to see it now, right? I mean. <laughs> it's probably streaming somewhere yeah this is a a very interesting film tom cruise philip seymour hoffman uh soundtrack from amy mann and uh yeah a lot of uh rube goldbergian uh murder that starts it off which has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever really just thematically is it suicide or murder if a guy jumps off a roof and gets hit by a stray bullet as on his way down uh and yeah it's it's a weird film but I thought it was a pretty good film. Magnolia is the correct answer. You have stolen the point and extended your lead to 5-3. to three. However, the bonus still goes to the person who called the question. Yeah. So, Yeah, oh yeah, you don't lose chance of the bonus. So you still get first dibs. And here is that bonus. Sarah, failed movie-based TV pilot from 1990 that starred Cindy Williams as Malin Eatonton.
2: Uh... If I didn't get something from 1999, 1990 might not be happening either. Um,
0: Yeah, I bet if I asked you a question about Humphrey Bogart, and here's looking at you, kid, you'd be able to come with the Casablanca, so that year thing means nothing to me.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Let's go with the chamomile tea. Maybe it was something delightful for old ladies.
0: Uh, well that remains to be seen. However, uh no, it is not chamomile tea. Kintad, do you know this one?
1: Um I didn't think Cindy Williams got any work at all after uh after Laverne and Shirley, so I actually don't know what this one is.
0: You tapping out?
1: Uh well I guess I should make something up. Um and it's a bonus off of Magnolia uh and Tom Cruise and uh, uh uh frogs uh so clearly obviously this is uh uh yellow rose in Texas
2: <laughs> did did they try to do a steel magnolia's pilot and it, am i coming up too late for that oh
0: well, you made me you, think about it. You <laughs> are coming up too late for it, but indeed, uh she played the Sally Field role uh-huh. from the movie. Steel Magnolias. Yes, they tried it, it failed. Uh Cindy Williams never recovered after co starring with Boo Boo Kitty. I mean <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh. Duh. I should have I should have worked my way around to that.
0: Good Woulda, up. shoulda, coulda. No points on that one, but uh, Kintad, you are up to pick the next category. Plenty of them out there, and still one bonus on the board. How
1: about number uh, four?
0: Number four. Here's your question. This name was originally selected to represent District 12 at the 74th Hunger Games before being replaced. Uh.
1: Oh. Oh. What's her sister's name? I should remember this. I just gotta think of the characters. Think of the flower named one. I feel like this was uh uh her sister whose name was Oh, <laughs> Dang it! Or maybe it was another person and... I don't know. Um, Oh, what was her name? I'm not gonna waste any more time. I'm gonna say Rue.
0: Rue, of course, represented District 11. Uh, not correct. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, can you steal?
2: I believe it was her sister, Primrose. Ah.
0: Primrose Everdeen. Is indeed the name that was called, which inspired the quote we all know from the movie, I Volunteer. I Volunteer's tribute, much like you guys volunteered to sit in the hot seats, and I thank you. Uh, (laughs) There will be no distribution of bread because PETA is no longer around. Well stolen there. The score is now five for Kentad, four for Sarah. And Sarah, you are up with a chance to even things out here. We have three, five, six, eight, and nine. I'll have three. You'll have three and pew, 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 pew! Wow. pew shut and can todd out of the bonuses entirely. Here is your question uh, number three. Alternative name of character from Gilbert and Sullivan Opera, who is also known as Mrs. Cripps.
2: All right. Hmm. Um. There's some Gilbert and Sullivan stuff swirling around in my head, but probably not enough. I'm trying to think of, like, which operas have enough women in them that they might have a Mrs. Cripps. Um, I mostly just Pirates Pirates. There's Pirates of Penzance. There's um, Mikado. I don't know if you'd have a Mrs. Cripps there if it's mostly based in Japan. But there's also, like, honestly like girls name with like flower names i i i don't know but then there's also yeah i i don't know enough about any in detail about the gilbert and sullivan stuff to probably pull this out um but let's just go with something that i know might be like in japan and go with like cherry
1: blossom
0: cherry blossom a very reasoned guess unfortunately not correct can todd can you steal
1: Okay, my first thought was Captain Trips <laughs> but I don't think that's right um, uh, actually I don't know it so I'm just going to throw out a guess of uh, uh, Violetta
0: Violetta I like the you way know, you tried to italianize it it's not <laughs> their style but opera hey you never know uh, this is from the HMS Pinafore ah. I, in, in in elementary school, I was the captain of the pinafore and a right good captain, too. Uh, and this is a, 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 a comic relief character. She works the docks. She's Mrs. Cripps. But she's called Little Buttercup, sweet Little Buttercup. Though she can never tell why. Little Buttercup is the answer.
1: My Little Buttercup.
0: Yeah, except it's, you know, it's, it's a matronly... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Lady who works the pier, so... (laughs) I'm so little buttercup, sweet little buttercup. (laughs) Uh, Cannot award the points there, but I can give Sarah her bonus question. Ensemble comic strip character who debuted in 1951 and was retired in
2: 1997. Okay, so we're... An old character coming off of Little Buttercup. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but the name Daisy popped into my head. So let's go with, uh, with, uh, Daisy.
0: Daisy is not correct. Can Todd, can you steal the bonus? Uh,
1: 1959, retired in 1997. Uh, I thought Daisy was a pretty good guess. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's a flower, though. I'm thinking of, and this is—I don't know if this was a comic strip or a comic book. I—I was thinking of uh, Little Lulu, but I don't think I, I'm just going to say that, even though I know it's wrong. AJ, Little Lulu.
0: Little Lulu is not correct. The comic strip we're talking about is Peanuts. Uh, the character was phased out. Uh, Over the years, in 1997, retired, and the strip only lasted a few more years after that before permanently going into reruns after the death of Charles Schultz. And this is original character, Violet. Yes. Ow. A.K.A. Violetta.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, should have got
0: that. Good friends with Peppermint Patty before that, Marcy elbowed in and took over and uh, yes sir, yes sir, whatever you say sir, and then Violet was just stuck holding Snoopy's collar. Yeah. Alright, we have four questions left in this round. It is five for Kintad, four for Sarah. Kintad, you are up!
1: Yeah, I will choose and hopefully I will choose wisely I will choose number
0: nine. Number nine? Number nine? Number nine, here is your question. Finish the following Pink Floyd lyric. The lunatic is on the grass. Remember games and blank and laughs. Got to keep the loonies on the path. Fill in the blank.
1: You know, Pink Floyd isn't one of my you know, one of my go-tos. Money? 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 No. <laughs> uh, okay, go in the blank.
0: And, uh, and you don't need to use Scrabble tiles to do this. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to... I, I have no idea, so... Uh, I, I like the word Daisy anyway, so I'm going to say Daisy.
0: Daisy is not the correct answer. Sarah? Um,
2: yeah, I have no idea, but because it can lead to drugs, let's go with poppies.
0: <laughs> poppies, a very, very good guess there. Uh, this is from the song Brain Damage, and Kintad, I couldn't give you credit for Daisy, uh, but I did want to tip the hand uh, as I passed it along there, because Daisy is just not the complete phrase that goes <laughs> in the blank. It is The Lunatic is on the Grass, Remembering Games, and Daisy Chains, and lass, uh, Daisy Chains, which kind of rhymes, slant rhyme with games. Uh, got from, it. It's a good song from the wonderful uh, album, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah,
1: that album did pretty well, didn't
0: it? I I hear people bought it. <laughs> i i hear and if you play it with the wizard of oz in the background uh, some interesting synchronicities even though synchronicity was a police album uh sarah you are up the score is the same five to four you are behind let's catch up here five six or eight maybe eight will do it maybe let's see booker prize winning author of the sea the sea
2: oh okay that is very direct uh I don't know what that book is. Um, I know Booker Prize names, likely English author or Commonwealth author, someone famous with a flower in their name. I've been actually trying to like keep up with the Booker Prizes and read a bunch of them, um, but I do not know this one. And I don't know if I can just pull an author's name out of my head that has a flower in it go with the lucky tulip johnson
0: tulip johnson <laughs> <laughs> uh got into a fight was four lip johnson <laughs> um, <laughs> no uh not the correct answer but uh valiant effort on your behalf uh kintad can you steal uh
1: probably not <laughs> probably not because i too am, am going to go the let's uh Try to think of a name, author's name, with flower in it, and, uh, you know, nothing's coming to me. Um, And I'm sure maybe this is somebody we've all heard of, but it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with one
0: Clive Staples Lewis. Clive Staples Lewis. (laughs) I believe this is the portion of the game where <laughs> Admiral stumbles <laughs> uh no, <laughs> it is not our Narnian friend. It is iris murdoch iris murdoch is the answer there uh i believe I believe uh she was a uh, a student of tulip Johnson uh back in the day. <laughs> The score remains the same. That's Led Zeppelin, isn't it? No, that's the song remains the same. Uh, it's five to four. Kintad, five or six?
1: Well, since I'm trying to get six points uh, here, let's go with number six.
0: Number six it is. Here's your question. Discovered in Los Angeles in 1947, sparking a lengthy but ultimately fruitless police investigation.
1: Um... I I don't know if it's... I, I'm going to answer the Black Dahlia and uh, just go with that.
0: Well, you you may not have known it was right, but judging by the very disappointed sigh I heard come out of Sarah when you <laughs> said it, uh, it was certainly a tip-off. Yes, her name was Elizabeth Short. Her body was found, uh, and... Uh, basically bisected. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they never figured out who done done it. It's one of the uh, cold cases that have inspired many current day uh, retrospective or uh, imagining of uh, Jack the Ripper-esque proportions. The Black Dahlia is what she was nicknamed. Oh, well done. You are up six to four. I, I apologize, Sarah, but, you know, what can I do when uh, it gets it I right? Know. <laughs> um i know what i'm going to do i'm going to give you question five our final question of the round are you ready
2: sure <laughs> i'll fit in this ever <laughs>
0: sure well here you go lost character played by l scott caldwell
2: all right i know you love lost and uh, i managed to hang on for a few seasons <laughs> Not enough, probably, because I can't even figure out who that actor is. Um, We got Penny, we got Charlie. Damn. Um, Yeah, I. Either this is someone that came on the show after I stopped watching it, or I just don't know the actor to match it with the person. Because um, I, it's not one of the people I'm thinking of, like the main cast that I recognize. But let's just go with marigold. That's a pretty yeah. flower.
0: It is a pretty flower. It is not a correct answer, however. Can Todd, can you steal?
1: Oh, this was um, rose. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Yep, yeah, this wasn't visualizing
2: indeed a- it. Visualizing oh. right now.
0: A day one character, Uh, she was waiting for Bernard, her husband, to come back, Uh, and she has uh, the distinction of being an actor who uses an initial as her first name, which, you know, in her middle name sounds... Sounds masculine, so it could have thrown you off the trail there, but L. Scott Caldwell playing Rose Nadler. Rose is all I was really looking for there. It is a flower. It is the correct answer. It goes to Kentod. And, folks, that is our second round. Here is where the score stands. It is 7 for Kentod. It is 4 for Sarah. It is time for the final question of the game, the catch-up, catch-all. Here is how this works. I have a top 10 list in front of me. I'm going to tell you the title of this top 10 list. Kintad, because you are in the lead, you will get to go first and give me one answer from the list to take it off the board, kind of remove it from the competition, and prevent Sarah perhaps from getting an easy answer of the top 10. Uh, If you get it right, you will get another point. If you do not get it right, no harm, no foul, you will take that 7-4 lead. Into Sarah's turn, where she will have a chance to answer uh, as many correct answers in a row as she can from the list, getting one point for each one until she either overtakes you or gets one wrong and falls just short. Here is your top ten list for the catch-up, catch-all for this episode, folks. The top ten television shows with the most all-time Emmy nominations. Top 10 television shows With the most all-time Emmy nominations This is the primetime Emmys And not the daytime Emmys Other than that, I don't think we need any more distinctions uh, Todd, you are up 7-4 Which answer would you like to try and take off the board?
1: Uh, I'm going to try to take The West Wing off the board
0: The West Wing is your answer with 95 nominations and coming in at number 10 on the list. It may not have been the obvious choice, but it is (laughs) coming off the list. The West Wing. Well done. You now have eight points, which means, Sarah, uh, the ball is in your court. It is eight to four. You need four correct in a row to tie five to win. Are you ready?
2: Um not particularly but I'm gonna give it a go uh all right I'm trying to think so to have that many you need to be like on for a while and possibly have a lot of people like could get nominated um I'm gonna start with just because it's it's recent it had' Six good seasons. Um, Let's go with Game of Thrones, because that just had such a large cast that I think was getting nominated that hopefully it's on there.
0: Yeah, it may have been a difficult show to see at times, uh, certainly with the lighting issues that going on there, but certainly no one can argue with the acting quality. Game of Thrones, 129, number two on Mm -hmm. the list. That is correct. It is now 8 to 5. Keep going.
2: Um... Not like a huge TV person, but I at least know ones that you keep here getting nominated over and over. I don't know if this is going to be high enough, but I'm going to go with
0: Veep. Veep is your answer. Veep, unfortunately, Uh. only had 68 nominations. It is actually number 14 of all time. Not a bad answer by any stretch of the imagination. Just did not last long enough. I'm sorry, Sarah. You have failed to catch Kintad. Kintad, you are the winner. Before I uh, congratulate you any further, though, let us go over the rest of the list. Number nine with 103 nominations, 30 Rock.
2: Oh, cool.
0: With 107 nominations, Frasier. 109, M.A.S.H. 112, The Sopranos. One hundred and sixteen Mad Men. One hundred and seventeen Cheers. One hundred and twenty-four ER and the most nominated show of all time. This is what happens when you're on the air for over forty years and counting with two hundred and sixty nominations Saturday night live.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Huh. There you have it, uh Sarah. A valiant effort, falling just a little bit short. How are you feeling? Is there anything uh, you would like to pimp or plug or just uh, espouse on generally before I kick you to the curb?
2: I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make my own podcast. That's like boomers and above answer uh, trivia from uh, young people's trivia. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, uh, at this point, just everyone stay sane out there to anyone who is attempting to teach online. Best of luck. I'll be right there fighting along with you.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for being here today, Kentod. You are our winner! You can yeah. take home the Golden Tiara of Truth. Uh, how are you feeling? Anything you'd like to... Say before I send you uh, On that Pacific Princess Into the sunset <laughs> Careful, don't trip
1: Uh, yeah, um I just, uh, I had a great time AJ uh, I appreciated the game and, and Uh, realized that I basically just Won because I'm old And <laughs> Uh have, have a good won start too today <laughs> Um but uh, I had a great time, and, and thanks, Sarah. It was real fun. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, take things seriously but, and, and uh, stay safe and, and well. Um, but also, you know, continue to, just you know, enjoy life if you can.
0: Indeed. Uh, well said, folks. Thank you all for listening to my guests. Thank you for taking part. Get out of my hot seat. Uh, We will be back next week with another episode of Beat My Other Guest, where there's always a senior discount, folks. Until that next time, (laughs) take care, (laughs) and (laughs) bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This is Absolutely Not. Been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.